welcome to Fake Movie Experts, the movie review podcast that breaks down a movie franchise one movie at a time. We are doing the Fast and Furious franchise, and we're this week we're doing Fast and Furious 6 or Furious 6. Depends on who you want to talk to. All right, so that, that wasn't just me being confused. I thought it was Furious 6, and then I checked the title and said Fast and Furious 6, and I was very confused. But it was, was there some like weird marketing with this or something? Uh, like, yes, when they did, um, it came out like in the Super Bowl or something. Like they did a Super Bowl commercial, and it's like Furious Six, but in reality, it's Fast and Furious Six. Yeah. Uh, I'm your host Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with Ricky Marcelli. Okay, so I've been informed by the lawyers at No Cell Entertainment that I'm not supposed to go on a huge rant about Gina Carano, but. This can go suck it, and then I'm gonna. Oh, oh. wow! Damn cancel culture out here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, seriously, fuck that cunt. <laughs> the Gina Carano of the team, Keith Swetland. <laughs> hey, I'm. I'm pretty sure I'm, I could just hold my opinions and not tweet about it. <laughs> that, that would have been you, fine. You really could. You really could. You no, don't want to fuck over a giant cash cow that you were locked into for the rest of your career. No, but seriously, before you called me Gina Carano, my intro bit was going to be way more innocent. I was just going to talk about. So you guys aren't into Lacroix or Fizzy Waters, Fizzy Boys, as I like to call them. <laughs> no, I'm not. Fizzy Boys. Yeah, Fizzy Boys. But um, I've been trying to because you know they're better for you. Yeah, but so I was gonna do a bit about how there's like. It's hard to find 12 packs anymore because they often come in eight packs and it's kind of kind of depressing. It's like this this damn economy, you know, it's it's, it's rough out there. Oh, well, it's hard out there to be a pimp. Sorry. Well, it's a tie-in to it's the a really, I don't know. It's a really cool like, conversation topic. Is it? <laughs> Is yeah. It? We're going to talk about LaCroix and the politics of 12 packs versus eight packs. So instead of the Fast and Furious 6, we're going to be talking about LaCroix. Yeah, more like Fast we're, and we're Furious a, 8. We're, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're more of a bubbly household. Yeah. Oh, bubbly is better. That's a good opinion. <laughs> you, you you got me there, LaCroix. Talk. Let's talk about it. What do we have? We have strawberry. No. no, guava. That's the new one. That's the good flavor. That's a good one. Okay. Rumors tell me that orange bubbly tastes like Fanta, and I need to test this. Oh, man. See, I like the the more exotic fruit flavors. Like the they got watermelons, they got guavas. What are we doing? Let's talk about Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah, Thank you, Rick, for that segue. <laughs> We're new Fast and Furious Six came out on May twenty fourth of twenty thirteen. So, damn near uh, eight years ago. Jesus. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> Runtime of two hours and 10 minutes. So we're now in that starting fast five. We're now in that two hour time frame. And my Remember God, I talked I was about last time where like, I didn't feel it. I felt yeah. it this time. Jesus. Oh. Yeah. I did the thing where you do the pause to see how much movies left. <laughs> really? Yeah. It didn't feel that bad for me. Uh, once again, the movie's directed by Justin Lin stars the same cast from fast five uh ben diesel paul walker drain the rock johnson jordana brewster michelle rodriguez tyrese gibson gal Gadot, sung kang ludicrous uh gina carano as the rock's partner and our villain for this movie luke evans as shaw owen shaw ba-ba, ba-ba. Ooh. 
So, boys, what did you think of this movie coming off the heist, the transitional movie of Fast Five? Ooh, well, I'm trying to. We're getting into that period of Fast and Furious where I try to like, I try to have a story, you know, about when it came out, but I got nothing. <laughs> I remember twenty. It was a twenty. It was a twenty thirteen. I probably saw it. I feel like I just like took it in and forgot about it, but I've got no memories of seeing this in theaters. I know I saw it, but yeah, don't know. I've got no like. I think there's this no, like, is the one Joey <laughs> did the watch through for the lead up, right? Yes, we did. We did like the we watched uh, all five one through five. And, and, wait, so you've done that? Okay. You, you've done Fast and Furious watch watch throughs twice then? Once. Well, we did. Yeah, leading up to six. Oh, okay. And now we're doing this one. Yeah, this we one isn't all in a single day. Yeah, oh, okay. we did we did one and five throughout one day. We started like at 10 a.m. and then we ended, I wanna say like 10, 10 30, 11 p.m. And then the following week we saw Fast Six in theaters. <laughs> I think I remembered liking this movie a lot more when it originally came out. And I think I just have like a more in-depth view of things now. I didn't really like the movie. I thought it was all, it felt very like low end of the spectrum, Michael Bay. Like it's all just pure action, no depth, no soul. Um, Vin Diesel seemed like he could barely give a fuck to try for most <laughs> of the movie. And there wasn't enough family. Like I wanted like the whole thing about five that made it so pure was like the interaction between the group and like all that build up to the heist. And like, there was no build in this movie. Just like the ending felt super abrupt too. I'm just like, oh, we're we're at the ending now. Okay. Yeah, unlike the stellar Michael Bay 2003 film Bad Boys 2, this movie like just didn't do it for me. God damn. <laughs> we're like four minutes in. We've already got the Bad Boy reference. Okay. I know. I, I get it out now. Get I, it out. I now. blew it. I, I blew it. I busted. But yeah. um. <laughs> so yeah, I watched this movie last night. And I could not tell if I was tired. I know I was tired. It was a long day. And I just uh, were uh, in this. Hopefully there's some light at the end of the tunnel of this goddamn pandemic thing. So I'm fully vaccinated. So I went to a restaurant last night. Fucking I, uh, sexy. I know. It was crazy. Went down, I, was, I went down to the paddock. God damn it. <laughs> it, it wasn't that sexy. But I uh, had a couple beers and I had some fish and chips. And I think that might have made me more tired. So I was throwing on this movie, so I'm trying to split the uh, environmental causes for my tiredness and just the fact that I found that movie like sort of boring. I did, the set pieces didn't do it for me. This like I didn't like the locations they chose. Dude, Everything London was... fucking sucked, right? Like London as the yeah. backdrop fucking sucked. Like it wasn't fun. It wasn't cool. It was just kind of blah. No, and there was like too many like basement scenes and like just scenes of them standing around tables talking to each other or like scenes in parking garages. There's too many parking garages. I don't know. It was just, it wasn't like fun to look at. In my opinion. In your opinion. Uh, I'm I'm with you on that. Like it just like, it wasn't visually pleasing. It's just, I think they wanted to do more gritty this time. Yeah. But it didn't really come across gritty because like it was all like future tech. And I have to say them switching to the other side of the spectrum and working with slash for the cops 
fucking like <laughs> yeah that <laughs> sucked that really <laughs> fucking sucked like that really bothered me through most of the movie <laughs> no that's that's true and they like made a couple of references to it and then just like we're like okay never mind this is fine <laughs> they were like oh, yeah, we're working with the cops now I, i'll be honest i didn't mind it I, I think my love for fast and furious has made it to that point of that Sure, the movie might be is is bad in a way, but is enjoyable, and I enjoyed right. this movie. Oh, I mean, there's still like I still like the act. Like this might be the best action movie we've gotten so far, but like there just Maybe. wasn't like that depth that we got through like five, which is a much better movie. Like even I would say the first Fast and the Furious had more depth to it than this one did. Like this one felt so what you're getting is what you're getting. There's not like something deeper going on. Well, and they really went, they went on with, they went a little heavy handed with the family theme in this one, but instead of like implying it or like building up meaningful moments that show you the family meaning, they just like say it out loud, right to your face. They like look at the camera and say family a bunch. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that, hey, at the time, had... Vin Diesel was doing Riddick. Okay. No. <laughs> so he's busy. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, all right. Uh, but, this is also when Vin and The Rock were having their like huge squabble, right? No. Is that for seven? Eight. Okay. Uh, I'm excited to get there because I'm hoping uh Joe as the resident lore master can fill me in on that because I oh, know God. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to be team Vin. <laughs> I'm, pr- I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure. <laughs> we'll find out when we get to it. Because <laughs> here's my other like scalding hot take in this movie. Through the first two movies where we've had the character of Hobbs in it, I fucking hate him. He is a terrible cop, like a bad person, also a fucking idiot who has now through two movies gotten his entire team killed and then let someone who was a pretty clear double agent just work with him the whole time. He tortures a guy. <laughs> like With ease. There is nothing about the Hobbs character to me that is endearing at this point. Like He's just like... A chauvinistic douchebag. He shoots the vending machine. <laughs> that was, that was, that's, he does a bunch of psychopath shit. I wrote, I have a note, I don't have much notes on this movie because I was tired and I've already explained my opinion on it. But I, my one line, one of my lines is Hobbs is unhinged. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So before we get to the plot, the budget for this was $160 million, Coming off Fast Fives, one twenty-five. Okay. So, Rick, give us a little plot breakdown and let's get into it. Uh, just one moment as I grab it because I don't have it right in front of me. My God. It, is this a, is this a, um, a, a, a flub, a goof? Yeah, a goof? there's a bit of a flub. I've, <laughs> I've made the mistake. Hey, what should we call our, uh, our Legion of fans? Like, what should their, do they have a, like, they should have a name. You know, the like faker uh, media experts. You guys vamp for a second. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, Joe, let's vamp. Um, uh, uh, what do we want to call them? Guava. Uh, you're, you're getting ahead of yourself, Keith. <laughs> what are on that? What calling our names? Our fans' names? Bunch of fakers. <laughs> I was thinking, no, we should be uh, nice to them. The, the experts. Oh. We, should, we should call them the experts. Okay, and we're the fakers. Got it. <laughs> yeah. No, we are the fake movie experts. So have you guys come up with a name yet? No. Oh, that's disappointing. Okay. Boys (laughs) and girls, please gather around. 
As one of your resident fake media experts reads to you the plot of Fast and Furious 6. <clears throat> Hobbs, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, has been tracking an organization of lethally skilled drivers whose mastermind, Luke Evans, is aided by the love Dominic Toretto, Vin Diesel, thought was dead. That's the plot the book. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's the plot it gives us. That's really bad. That kind of goes with the movie, though. I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, let me see. Let me see what I can find. Let me a little detail one. <laughs> a little more. We need more. Here, I do have a board. So since Dom and Brian, heist and Rio left them and their crew very rich, they've scattered across the globe. However. They must still live as fugitives, unable to return home to their families, who we have no like connection to any of extended families besides each other. Meanwhile, Agent Hobbs has been tracking a gang of lethally skilled mercenaries, whose second in command is somehow Dom, is someone Dom knows. Unable to take them down, Hobbs asks Dom and his crew for help in exchange for full pardons all around. <laughs> so what I was. Better. I was sort of in and out at that start of the movie. What was like the inciting event that made Hobbs want to hunt them down? Like, didn't they, they killed a bunch of people or something? They stole something like a, I think. (laughs) So the thing is, Owen Shaw's character, they're stealing like three items to like a chip, like three microchips or something, right? No, no, no. They're stealing three components of a device Mm -hmm. that can knock out like, power right yeah essentially it like knocks a city completely blind for a day so they can still i don't know why it would only happen for a day if it's something that destructive but okay okay so we're hitting the point in this series now where it like this movie feels like it's like a serialized series ass series like the start of the start of the movie it was like it was like a, a montage of what everyone's doing and I actually enjoyed that part. Like, I wanted to see. Well, because that wasn't. It was a recap of the movies. Like, it was just like where we've been. That's and right. I'm like, this is actually pretty dope. I appreciate it, this. It's one of those. If you haven't watched the first five, uh, <laughs> here you go. And you pretty much get it. <laughs> you get it. <laughs> yeah, there's fast cars, and they did the they did the zoom in ass shot in this movie once, which was. It was not. It was nice to bring that back. I think they've done that in just about everyone. I mean, you got. I mean, that's Fast yeah. and the Furious. Uh-huh. You have to have a uh, a uh, butt shot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but yeah, Hobbs goes to Moscow, and they find one of Shaw's guys, and it's funny because they do the whole open the door, and it's this big bald headed guy. So when they think it's Vin Diesel. Yeah, that and was then, a weird. You know, that was a weird joke. <laughs> it goes across the, you know, the camera pans, and it's just some normal guy, <laughs> just cosplaying and, as Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not Toretto. That whole scene was just weird too, because like Rock starts like, you know, committing police brutality, and like <laughs> Gina, I'm a terrible person. Caranos gets asked if it's legal, and she's like, "Nope." And it's like, cool. We're just. We're openly joking about police brutality and how funny and cool that is. Okay. I, I think it was, I thought it was funny. It's him fucking chucking the guy half, half across the room with ease now. When he mm. threw him against the window, I mean, it, it was cool. <laughs> I see uh, Joe is on that thin blue line life. Okay. It's thin. It's, it's thin. Uh, 
He's got like a spawn skull or whatever the Punisher skull yeah. patch. <laughs> he has an American flag with the blue stripe in his room. Damn right, brothers. <laughs> fight the good fight, dudes. Yeah, um, dudes. <laughs> I, I also I like appreciated it. in the opening that we actually went back to like music being a key point. Like we, like it wasn't a huge thing through the entire movie, but at least in the opening, like we had a song that attached to the movie, and like it's almost like a James Bond type thing. Like yeah. Fast and the Furious needs its song, and at least yeah. we got that for this. And they brought back uh, like the, the, the really. It was like that really cheesy like Fast and Furious hype hype lyrics. Two <laughs> chains of Wiz Khalifa. We, we own, own it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, that song was banging in my head the rest of the night. It's <laughs> yeah. a good song. It was pretty good. It is. Uh, I like the fact that they kind of do what they did with four to five of they go back to what we just saw at the end. However, this time it's not their race. It's them racing to the hospital. So yeah, think, I really liked the opening. The opening was really good. You thought it was them like, oh, the racing. It's the end of the race and boom, reality. It's me having the ba- uh, baby. Weird that he wasn't already there, like, and right. getting her to the hospital. But I'll I'll let that go. I'll I allow it. Yeah, yeah. I was a little bit hoping hoping that that was the race that they were talking about at the end of five when Dom mm-hmm. Tourette, when they were, he was challenging him to that quarter mile, whatever no, at the very end of the movie. Actually, Keith, it was. It just you know it was that long. It was nine months long. <laughs> it was they, the they, runway yeah. at the end of the movie. That's yeah. that's how long. <laughs> they yeah. drove the entire country. <laughs> also, she was more pregnant at the end of five. So, like, it it's only been five-ish months since the God, end of five. It was, thank God it was enough time for The Rock to shave that absurd goatee. <laughs> he finally and, Lou, and like lose half the body weight. Yeah, he still walked like a like a silly person in this movie though. His his arms were sticking out. He couldn't like well, yeah. he couldn't bring his arms to his side. <laughs> well, that's the rock for you, man. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, like what Rick said, Hob has to recruit uh, Toretto and his and the family, the crew, because of Owen Shaw's little mercenary group. And the only way they could is that they all got pardons. I like the fact that we got to see what the crew's up to. Leading up to, I know I I wanted more of that. Like I, I want to see because a hundred million dollars is a big deal. Like they, I wish they would have spent more. Again, time, they but, didn't each get a hundred million dollars. They each got ten million. Okay, well, ten million dollars is a big deal. <laughs> they like each it, got ten million, and we see like how they're kind of spending it. All like yeah. Tyrese's character Roman, he's jet flying with women. Yeah, hey, who, can we who, just, who were those people? <laughs> it's just it's just ladies, but like. <laughs> Again, I came into this movie fully getting prepared for Tyrese to just start annoying me. And again, he did not. He was fucking amazing through this entire movie. When he gets called to go help everyone out, which he does at the drop of a hat, doesn't care. And he just offers those ladies vouchers to the buffet. I was like, fucking, oh my God, I love it. Have fun here. Have fun. That was a pretty good bit. (laughs) Then we have- Also, $10 million does not buy you a private plane that you get to write Roman's- plane or whatever he wrote on the side of it oh yeah that'd be like all of it (laughs) (laughs) i'm broke now yeah uh tej he's being himself however now ludicrous is ripped yeah yeah he is (laughs) that Uh, that atm scene was kind of (laughs) extra it was really weird right it's like there's a lot of words you've you've changed since you've got rich coming into the poor part of town where there's an atm right by the water somehow (laughs) money doesn't grow on trees with your ferrari (laughs) 
<laughs> it comes from the sky or whatever he says. I still loved it though. It was great. Yeah. And then we have Giselle and Han in uh Hong Kong. They're getting closer to Tokyo. Yeah, they are. Every time they say it, I'm like, please no. <laughs> they uh, like they were almost a little too heavy handed with that through these two movies of like talking about Tokyo, because as we know, that's where it'll come to an end supposedly <laughs> apparently not anymore um but goddamn it's we like it's weird doing a franchise this long and seeing people grow as actors yeah <laughs> like gal gadot from four to this i'm just like you're a completely different actor at this point we're like you're actually really good <laughs> Uh, we we don't see Don Omar or Tego Calderon in this movie as they were last seen at uh, in Rio at the casinos. Was it Rio? I thought they were in Monte Carlo. Monte Carlo, yeah. Which is like just one giant city casino. Yeah, so they're they're not in this movie. Disappointing, uh, disappointing yeah. that they're not in this because they're so good. All right, you caught me slipping. Who? Who are you talking about? <laughs> the two guys that blew up the like the police station Fast Five. Yep. Okay. Got it. Um, geez, Keith, come on, they're family. <laughs> the, you're always being so negative. Why are you always being so negative? Yeah, what? Keith. Oh, those guys. Yeah. Okay. Those. Guys. <laughs> I was, you, you, you also just caught me pretending to know. Those guys. <laughs> <laughs> now I uh, now I know who they are. Keith, yeah. why why are you always being so forgetful? Yeah. <laughs> It's, so, uh, there's like 38 of these movies because he's tired <laughs> Eddie, and he's been I'm drunk tired yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh brian mia dom are living in the same location however now dom's banging uh elena from fast five we never really get what that location is either no, they just keep don't. saying non-extradition and it's <laughs> apparently on the water but like we Listen, never find out where that is <laughs> yeah and, also, can we talk about how Vin Diesel has a very like particular way he likes his room to be decorated? Yes, <laughs> with l- white flowing linens. Like every room we've ever seen him in since he's left LA has white flowing linens in his room. He's very particular about his bedroom. Wouldn't you? you be? No. <laughs> and he just hosts the weirdest relationship of all time. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. So, those two, I still. I still don't buy him from Fast Five. That was my critique, and it, it stands. It stands in this one. They're they're an odd couple, and she just smiles. Okay, yeah, go off, go off to Lady. <laughs> right, it's that weird thing of <laughs> like, for me the this whole relationship is just weird because of Hobbs. Hey, look at this photo, and it's Letty. and then you know he's like, oh, this can't be real, and she's like, Elena's like, yeah, go to go find her. Go to your literally a, yeah, first she, of all, she's that's a place not holder. what she says at all. Basically. She goes, if that was my husband, I know I would have to find out the truth. Like you guys are just completely brushing over like the thing they're connecting in their relationship is their deep love for someone and how no yeah. one can understand them like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, like, she's still like I, one... I, I, I go ahead, Keith. Oh, I was I was I, I was pretty much just gonna say I I don't, I don't buy it. It's shallow. It's weird. She's a placeholder. She's like, it, well, I, I mean, I, yeah. I think she's like, it's cynical writing that they just need, but they needed another character for Vin Diesel. They just like, she's just an object. I think she's kind of lazy. Vin, could it be alone? So they put it with yeah. her. 
like she need, he needs someone to like talk about family with <laughs> not just talk about family with talk about family in like a way more gravelly voice this movie what was his voice yeah. through most of this movie why was he being so like hardcore toretto gravel voice the well, entire this time? is like this is that beginning of Vin Diesel and almost all his movies now. Is, you know, he's going to Sylvester <laughs> Stallone. Yeah, right. He like practiced in a mirror in his trailer before he came on set that morning. <laughs> it was like, yeah. all right, this is it. Got it. How do I want to, pr- uh, you yeah. know, pronounce myself? <laughs> Fireably checks out. Yeah. Check it. Mark yeah. it. That's what we're doing from now on. Justin, Justin, check this out. <laughs> because it's like that. It's that drastic change from. Fast and Furious 1 in 01 to 12 years later, he's now Sylvester Stallone voice. Uh-huh. <laughs> and makes- I think the thing that blows me away the most about this movie as someone who has grown as an actor the entire time, Paul Walker is a good actor in this movie? I Like, I was so confused. I'm like, I I am so connected to Paul Walker and everything he's doing and all his scenes he's performing well what what, vin is doing bad and paul is killing it what is happening i think i'll i'll give him better marks i'm not going to call him good at acting yet but like he 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 can't like steal a scene he needs like he needs stuff around him he needs like but yes i agree he's better but he's not like he's not a star to (laughs) me he had the far better like scenes in this movie than vin diesel yeah vin diesel didn't do shit like that scene in the jail where he just fucking beat, like he had the best fight in this whole movie fight. too. That was a good fight. Like that was and fucking dark Paul Walker. Like Paul Walker's always been kind of like the goody two shoes, <laughs> but he just shanked fucking Braga right in the goddamn thigh. I was like, holy shit. You won't do it. <laughs> that scene when they opened the door was so funny. <laughs> it's, in, it's your classic action movie of like, if these walls weren't behind me, yeah. I'll kick your ass. Boom. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, very funny. Uh, I, liked, I liked Paul Walker in this as well. I think that it's funny because you, to me, it you're, he changes for N5 to be the better actor mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. As you know, once you know, go back to one, listen to what we talked about in one and two and four about how in two he's the surfer boy, brah, chuh, and all that stuff, and then four he's back to normal in a way, but now five in this one, you know, he's I think he's finally found the real Brian O'Connor. Okay. Bump, bump. And I, I'm not, guys, I don't know if I'm going to handle seven well. I've developed quite the connection to. <laughs> to fucking paul walker over these movies i don't know if i'm gonna do well with seven well no and i don't like i keep making fun of paul walker's acting and i still think it sucks i'll always argue that but like he's he's he is perfect for these movies it's like he is the he's like the the default creative character on an rpg if you don't like (laughs) if you don't mess with any of the sliders you get paul walker (laughs) like sometimes that's the way to do it oh it's fine it's perfect he's like the he's just the the dumb pretty guy and he he, he can do anything and say anything and it works when we (laughs) when we get to furious seven that comes out in 2015 however paul walker passed away in in november 30 november 30th of 2013 yeah, that'll be so, a big thing we talk about with Seven, about everything they had to do. Because, I mean, the movie, we'll talk about it with Seven. Yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, we uh, get the crew going to uh, Liverpool to find uh, one Shaw. Right, Liverpool. I thought it was in. Lon- I thought it was all London at that Lon- point. London. I don't think they did. They go. Was that where that original scene is? Where yeah, Shaw kills like fifty cops. Yeah, because oh, that like they're they're, wild. <laughs> they're 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 uh, they're hijacking Liverpool right now or whatever something they said something. No, they're that. in London. They were hi- he was stealing from. Uh, oh my God, what's it called? The World Police Organization. Interpol. Interpol. There we go. Yeah, Interpol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I heard Liverpool. You're so confusing it with the city, but they were yeah. stealing a component from Interpol. Okay. They're stealing the a Interpol. component from Liverpool. There it is. <laughs> Put it down. Mark it. Yep. Um, so we get by a the street- way, by the way, what the fuck is the mobility unit? Remember they talked about the mobility unit? Apparently it's um, <laughs> a unit for the British secret service that was another oh yeah oh yeah that, that was the, specializes in driving in mobility i just on, on one of my few notes i just wrote lol mobility unit <laughs> also this is the like how every like keith you talked about it how like it was just like they're they're much more like shove it in your face about things like there's no yeah. subtlety to it yeah. when they literally say when they all get to london that we're going to another level <laughs> Yeah, like really, you're part. just si- like you're just saying we're going to another level. Like, okay, that's it, cool. So I I like that the the scene's funny and it's Hobbs giving the breakdown of who they're facing the new the Shaw's crew, and you know Tyrese is hilarious trying to find change for the vending machine and you know he borrows money from Taz and he's like, dude, you're a millionaire, don't you have money? Yeah, but I don't. This is how you don't spend it. It's like this is how you stay a millionaire, which yeah. is true. Like that was a, that's actually a pretty big social commentary. Like that's how like being rich works. Yeah, you just, rich, you don't spend your money; you get others to spend money for you. You just be rich. <laughs> I, I feel like Tej has made some investments because later on, when they buy the cars, he's like, "If you got money to spend it, why don't you spend it?" Oh yeah, he's definitely the one who's been smart with his money the whole time. Like Han and. Um, Giselle have just like they haven't been like overly flashy like it seems like they're kind of just living life like they're never anywhere flashy they're kind of just like living they're living life like going to cool places in cool places oh with 10 million dollars you could spend a good chunk of your life just going from place to place to place to place (laughs) like they're like in everyday places like they're not going fancy places Uh yeah uh Tyrese has probably spent nine million of his ten million dollars. <laughs> oh yeah, without without his, question. And eight was that towards plane. The end of it. Yeah, eight was that plane. Because <laughs> um, you know, but yeah, you're right. They're like when they bring up the, Shaw's crew, Tej Ludacris character is like, oh, I know of them. Like, do you? How how do you know of them? Because these are you know a mercenary group, but now we gotta go to another level. Like and Shaw was great. I loved Shaw. I thought like he, spoiler alert, he is my best villain. Like that dude was a cold, calculating son of a bitch. But we didn't get enough about his crew. Like I wanted to learn more about all the people that were in that crew, and like, and they felt very empty by the end. Like it didn't feel like outside of Shaw, like taking down his crew felt so empty because that there was no connection to most of the people in it. There were two people that they cared about in the in or one, and that's Letty. <laughs> yeah. 
But Keith, did you recognize the one of the other uh, crew members? Oh no, which one? Uh, the guy that kicks Han and uh, Roman's ass in the train. No, who's that? So that's actor Joe Taslam. He plays Jaw or Keith. You may should know him from 2021 Mortal Kombat as he was Sub Zero. Oh, oh shit! Damn. Wow. We got yeah, I saw it. I'm like, is that Sub Zero? And boom, <laughs> it is. And like, also, it felt like they tried to make the blonde chick something, but like, we never like she had two lines, and like, it never really connected. Like her dying at the end of the movie felt so like, oh, okay, she's dead. I don't really right? care. <laughs> I she, think just, they, she just does that like wink thing when they race when they race by her. <laughs> the, the way the way they break down the crew, Shaw's crew is they have all the photos on the screen and Roman breaks them down as you have a white Hobbs, you have hey look, Taz, yeah. it's you with a beanie on. Uh, Brian, when you you know when they go to the blonde girl, it's like Brian, when did you have work done? You know, so all those jokes. Like, that's that how they was, broke down Shaw's crew. That scene was fucking golden, though. Tyrese nailed that scene. And, like, the authentic part of, like, uh, Paul Walker just, like, saying fuck you and flipping him off from that. Like, that felt mm-hmm. like something we would do in that situation. And, mm-hmm. like, that was the part I missed from this movie. I needed more interaction between the crew of just being funny and, like, wholesome. Yeah, one of the things I talked about the in five why five works so good is because of characters like character building there's like you don't like they just they're really riding on the coattails of the character development from the past in this one like they don't do anything to like make you care more at least in in my eyes make you care more about these people like they don't like we're supposed to already like them (laughs) and i think that's the process of this one being like we had the character development of one of five and with six, since it only takes place, what, maybe like five months, yeah. three, yeah, four months, three to five? It's, five? it's supposedly five months is like so the five official months. timeline. There shouldn't be really anything different. It's just uh, the only thing we should be finding out from them is how they spent their money or what, how they've been doing in five months. What but year did five come maybe, out? Maybe, maybe, if it was maybe two to three years, then maybe mm-hmm. they should do more character development. But with this one, it's just five months. But there's no future building. Like, we're just like, these are established people and like nothing changes with them. Like, there should have been way more going on between Vin and uh, Paul, like on the birth of his son. And like, we should have had more of that in this. Like, Fucking Letty's back. We need more of what's going on here. Like, there yeah, was didn't... depth to do with the characters, and they're just like, nah, dude, fucking cars flipping off of other cars. Fucking awesome. Which like, it was. Like, that was fucking awesome. But, like, I needed more character stuff. Oh, Shaw's, like, little Formula One thing was so badass. <laughs> I was, his, his little go-kart thing was rad. <laughs> that lifts cars? So yeah. The, uh, we have or apparently GTA got all their ideas from the cars they eventually put into GTA from Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, with the Interpol chase, they, we bring back the little hockey pucks that oh, yeah. shuts down a car. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool. It like bounced from car to car. Yeah, that was kind of no. They, they shot three one at each ones. one. Oh, I thought it was like the, the way the camera made it look. It made it look like it was hopping from car to car. And again. Yeah fucking brian being the most badass person in this movie 
with that sweet ass drift to knock it off the front of his car. I was like, holy shit, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we get that big chase scene, and then we uh, were more leaning into the superhero phase of this movie franchise as um, as they're chasing down Shaw. The Rock jumps from a bridge height oh, road yeah. <laughs> onto Shaw's car. Something he does multiple times in this movie. Oh, and a we lot of people it. do. <laughs> we shouldn't forget about Vin Diesel's headbutt dive. <laughs> oh God, that he, he, Superman's up in the air. <laughs> I fucking legitimate, legitimately cackled. I yeah, just so out funny. loud cackled at that part. Is <laughs> Vin Diesel flying through the air? I just want that. I want that picture, like for my Facebook profile picture or something. <laughs> Vin Diesel also, flying. what this movie of Fast and the Furious has taught me is that being like cars are pillows like it can flip over a billion times you'll be fine you can do a huge jump over an intersection you'll be fine as long as you land on a car like cars are the safest goddamn thing in the world and you won't even get a scratch well and from like from those things that they were shooting on the cars to shut them down like all those wrecks should have just murdered them (laughs) like they were all they were like flipping through buildings like Oh, there were so many like, wow, they should be dead. <laughs> like when they were like, the cars were somersaulting through glass. And, like that's what I'm saying. Cars are the safest thing in the world, and we should yeah. only ever be in them. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Then what? I, one thing I think is funny is so when Shaw comes across the, when they look up Dom's crew, how do they have like a personal photo of Letty and Dom <laughs> right. from movie one? <laughs> Uh, I mean, their whole justification for it is that they get away by saying, like, Shaw has ends at the CIA and the FBI. So, like, he's getting all the surveillance photos. So that's the the best. That's the best I got for you, bro. Apparently, the FBI was sitting at the table and won. At a fucking family dinner. (laughs) Just, like, crushing Coronas. Yeah. (laughs) So we find out. I, yeah, did, I was waiting for that from Keith. I'm like, Cope, there it is. that was my big note at the end of the movie. Corona's on the menu again. Fine, yeah, you can have any drink you want. <laughs> Do you think Corona was really mad about Fast Five and fucking Vin Diesel drinking not Corona in that movie? I, me being, if I was Corona, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd be pretty upset. Some uh, dumbass obscure beer that they're drinking that's not Corona. <laughs> By the way, yeah. uh, Go go on to corona.com and put in a fake movie experts for 10% off your next order. That's not true. Don't do that. That is a lie. Not true. Yeah, you should do it. Do it. See what happens. Let us know. I think this Um, is part of my problem with this movie, though, is that we attached back to four too much, and four was such a bad movie that that shouldn't be the movie we're attaching to. Like bringing Braga back, I'm like, oh man, you still fucking suck as a bad guy. Yeah, they just remind you of Braga. <laughs> yeah, I th- but I like I like the fact they're going back to four because we talked about it in four how they never did any callbacks to two. Yeah, so I Bra- like the fact that but like we called back to arguably the worst movie in the franchise. Call <laughs> yeah. back to two then. Like yeah, I but- mean all- two had the worst villain, but like oh, that four was guy. just bad. Like, but four four is the reboot to this this part of the franchise. Eh, Brogan sucks, a, and Brogan sucks in step. this movie. Yeah, 
You, you, you were not going him. back to Johnny Chan. <laughs> Dude, was... I fucking would have preferred to go back to Johnny Chan. <laughs> but no, but the thing is, I to my thing is that since four is now the one in the five and six reboot French you know, trilogy, mm-hmm. that's why they're going back to four because Braga is the bad guy and four. And the whole fucking Letty twist was just stupid and pissed me off. <laughs> I remember everything. <laughs> the whole fucking thing of like, oh, look, you know that whole scene we set up where he shot Letty? Nah, brah, he shot the car, made it explode. The FBI buried a body that it didn't have. So who the fuck did they bury? Who, like, confirmed that it was Letty being buried? It's, fuck it. It's stupid. Like, <laughs> it's too much stupid. Like It's all know, part of the plan. How five for me, I talked about, like, yeah, there's stuff that, like, isn't like isn't how the real world would work but they made it work in their universe they didn't do that with six there was just some over-the-top stupid shit that even not that just pulled me out and i'm like nah nah bro that's fucking dumb like you know what i can take vin diesel slingshotting across a fucking huge gap and catching letty and landing on a car we've already <laughs> established this man is kind of a superhero he pulled a bullet out of his own shoulder earlier in this movie yeah that was tight <laughs> But the Letty thing was too far and stupid and just like, listen, we don't really want her dead. So this is what we're doing to say she's not dead. Like there was no like effort put into it. And they're just like, like (laughs) and they're just like Shaw fucking loves her. And that's why he keeps putting up with this weird bullshit. Like it's just bonkers. It's bonkers. Oh God. They had, they had, they they didn't have much chemistry. (laughs) Shaw and Michelle Rodriguez. They, they didn't ugly. give him much to work off of. No, I mean, I you you present a well thought out argument there for the Michelle Rodriguez problem. I kind of let all that bullshit just wash over me, just like a good like hot water, just like wash in a shower. A good <laughs> Fast like, and Furious movie, be like, yeah, I'm just gonna wash it over me. Yeah, just like yeah, just like good soap. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but the part that upset me about it was that they didn't like this. Michelle Rodriguez is one of my favorite parts about this series. I think she's awesome. And oh, they like didn't her. give her anything to work with. They had this whole like uh, the amnesia plot line that they could have had a, a lot of focus on her, like building, like developing her character and like figuring out how she gets her memory back instead of just saying, I got my memory back. She, <laughs> she, or she never did. Back. She never does. Even at the end of the movie, it's like, do you remember any of this? And she's like, no, but it feels like home. It's like, well, then you are remembering something like, fuck. Even that's a terrible line. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, well, she does get her memory back. So yeah, no, she's full on still has. I don't think she ever truly gets her memory back. Oh, if I'm remembering the future movies, she's just like this new fucking new lady <laughs> that is still just in love with Dom. Cause I mean, I mean, who wouldn't be like that was the scene of her and Dom racing. First of all, fucking awesome. Great callback to old races and just like, great character establishment between them and their past was the only sexy part of this entire goddamn movie talking about their scars. Yeah. Yeah. Like (laughs) you're the sexy man, but this like to me, this is the least sexy movie in the entire franchise. Like there was no, like it just wasn't sexy to me. They gave Vin Diesel another very silly looking kiss. (laughs) (laughs) What you guys didn't do you guys didn't like Vin Diesel's white room with all the <laughs> <laughs> <Nope>. that sexy. 
just a that's just a sex room right there it's a sex room baby <laughs> as they at the mtv cribs line this is where the magic happens <laughs> and we didn't have the time for mia and brian to have anything because she's not with him for like 99 percent of the movie like i told you guys in uh i think it was fast five mia's character is just there to yell at to be the oracle and yell yell at dom to stop <laughs> But we didn't get either of that in this movie. It was yeah, disappointing. Was, I know. was there some like I weird was, off-screen shit going on there or something? She was I was trying to look movie. stuff up, but no, she was just... And we'll talk about this in 7. I think eventually they were writing her out of the franchise until Paul Walker died, and they wrote right. her back in. <laughs> There's that yeah. possibility. Um, but I, I, did, did, I, I loved Dom and Letty's scene. Like That, to me, was the not the best scene in the movie but like at least had some sort of depth mm-hmm. of like dom seeing like the love of his life back and trying to like help her remember him yeah i could have gone for more of that that would have been kind of neat like more of like the jog in her memory scenes those were pretty good and just like yeah. the whole thing where he's like she's like you know you're lucky i missed when i shot you and he's like i think you hit your point like, what does that even mean? That's weird flirting, but I appreciate it. <laughs> you shot me. <laughs> you shot me, and that turned me on. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I I did like the chase, the car scene because that's like our really only car reference we can say to the first movie. You know, yeah, like a race. We didn't. That was the one tied in race scene, and it was like. It was actually good racing comparative to a lot of the other movies. Like it actually felt like real racing. It was actually pretty good. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think it's well um, because of the fact that to me for this movie, they're trying to go like we, the transition, as we said in fast five, that they're going from street racing to action heist. This movie alone has, I think the most action so far out of all oh. the movies. Yeah, it's Michael Bay. It's look at all the explosions. Look at all the death. <laughs> look at a fucking tank kill a lot of people. <laughs> that like, tank don't, scene. Don't worry killed. about anything else. Just worry about all the action and it'll be uh, fine. I was fine but, with Shaw killing a bunch of people. It, it made sense to me. He's sort of, he's sort of a psychopath. So oh, no, that's the, the establishment. Yeah. Like yeah. that, like what he, I mean, <laughs> dude, we watched him murder 50 cops, like in his first scene in the movie. Like the yeah. dude is fucking insane and has no care for people. And then like hop into his Mario Kart rig. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, the uh, tank scene destroyed about 250 cars. Cool. So. Uh, <laughs> just cool <laughs> it's just cool yeah and then so i to me paul walker had a better action scene in this movie than vin diesel and tyrese had a better action scene than me to me than uh vin diesel because that fucking thing where he crawled out of the car and was just like riding it and wrapping a cord around the fucking tank that was awesome and then jumping oh, yeah. onto the car that was badass i loved everything about that i've found a very deep love of Tyrese's Roman's <laughs> character rewatching these movies. He is awesome in these movies. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I, I'm. You're reminding me why I appreciated that tank sequence. Also, another reason is that it was like well lit. I feel like this movie was very dark. Like that movie. The whole like movie that. takes place at night. <laughs> yeah. Besides the tank scene. Yeah, so that was cool. It was cool seeing colors and like things happening. <laughs> it's either in in uh, layers, basements, or in the streets at yep. night. Yep. 
And I mean, it is in fucking London where, you know, the whole fucking joke is that it's always cloudy and dreary and yeah, gross. Everything is gray. They wanted to use CGI for the tank, but Justin Lin insisted that they do it with real, a real tank and with some post-production enhancements. Yeah. Fucking good on him because that made that tank scene fucking great. Yeah. It's what kills Vin Diesel's one great action scene. Of, I mean, obviously you can't allow Vin Diesel to actually fucking rocket off of a car and catch letty in midair and do that like with actual like people but like the cg for that jumped out and i'm like oh that's kind of lame yeah i thought the cg was a downgrade from five in this one i thought it was there was no cg in five that's what makes five great but like the like the like we keep we mentioning the shaw explosion scene in uh in uh, Liverpool. <laughs> in Liverpool. Yeah. Well, that, well, that was more simple though. That's just explosions. Yeah. While this, yeah, that wasn't CG. Like he, they really blew up that building. Yeah. Okay. This well, is the the step, like the the, the roads falling down. It, it looked like shit, whether it was CG or not. To me, <laughs> it just it didn't look good to me. I mean, to me, it was bonkers. Like, why not just wait the extra minute till you're no longer there <laughs> and then blow it up so you're not driving through the explosion? No, I never. You no, know, that's just that. an aesthetics choice. <laughs> Like, no, you, know, hey, you ride through explosions. <laughs> here you go. Luke Evans, this is what you're going to do. You're going to drive here, and then we're going to put the explosions in later. <laughs> also, I never understand this bit in action movies, and they do it all the time, where, like, the bad guy knows one of his crew has turned on him, so he hands him a bag that has real money in it and then also an explosive. Like, why wouldn't you just give him a bag with fake stuff in it that weighs it down and an explosive like why are you blowing up real money <laughs> because that's it's, a lot it's, more work it proves more of a point <laughs> and like it wasn't like they hid the explosive under the money to trick him for a little bit yeah <laughs> you, you have one last job consider this an advancement <laughs> you're what dead job? now this one yeah. boom you're dead <laughs> i did that actually i did love that scene like we're mocking it but that whole thing where he's just like god Shaw was a gr- I love Shaw. Shaw was great. I wish they would have given like the overall team more depth and so that we could really see him as a psychopath of watching people drop around him and him not caring. The Vin Diesel knockoff got murdered, so it's fine. <laughs> Impersonator. Uh, I, I have to say, I did like. I like. I know we you guys don't like the fact that we went back to Braga, but I do like the fact that we did, and like the, the fact that we go and see. Uh. Brian is able to work something out with his old, the old FBI agent that broke his nut, he, that he br- punched in the oh, fourth. Yeah, they, brought, they brought Stasiak or whatever his name back. Yeah, Stasiak and then they break his. Or, well, yeah. Then they break his nose again. That was great. <laughs> and he was fine with it. <laughs> well, not at first. He's like, not he's like, the nose again. Like, yeah, but he kind of like just lets that go way too easily. I feel like I wouldn't be so let go about he was, that. What if he like, changed his this mind? This better be worth it or something. <laughs> Well, because they said that they're going to put him as like one of the names uh, to uh, arrest Shaw. I was like, that was the whole point of him doing this is because they're like, hey. But they, they don't arrest Shaw. That's true. <laughs> they, they don't do that. But what if the guy just changed his mind after getting punched? Because he had, Brian had to punch the cop to go into like the, you know, the. Dude, Worst easy bet. I don't up. get him back out of jail after something like that. Oh yeah, someone, fuck someone that. breaks my nose for a second time. Fuck you, bitch. Rotten jail now. Yeah, you're you're dead now, Paul. Ooh, God, I want a plot twist in the movie. 
Yeah, he's just guys. I'm just, guys, guys. <laughs> what? What? What the? What if the whole idea was they? There's a giant. This whole, um, all these movies upcoming is just like in a the brain of a child, and then we really find out really that Brian was locked up yeah. the, because the cop never came back. It was oh, just Jacob's ladder. Jacob's ladder. Him with effect. a snow globe. Yeah. Yep. It's just the, the the final scene is Paul Walker laying in a prison bed, just throwing a tennis ball against the wall and catching mm-hmm. it. <laughs> That's the whole outcome, the whole movie. Yeah, I, I I think we should stop poking holes in the prison break sequence because it was actually like one of my favorite scenes in the movie. <laughs> I liked it. I thought yeah. it was cool. Like Dude, we, that we fucking earlier. fight scene might be my favorite fight yeah. scene in a Fast and the Furious movie. And like, Braga was Braga was scary for a little bit. Was he? <laughs> He still felt kind of like a bitch to me. He was scarier than the entirety of Fast and Furious 4. Okay, so he wasn't a stupid child? <laughs> yes. Well, I like, he, he was scary because the fact he's like... The guys around know, him with shivs were scary. I don't know if Braga was ever scary. Means he's I got know. shooters, dude. <laughs> Braga's going to bust. Yeah. <laughs> Braga, he, he put the fear in him because of the fact of like, hey... You locked up a lot of people back here. You know, we've been yeah. keeping tabs on you. Yeah. Which in and of itself then means that he had no reason to break the cop's nose. Like Braga knew from the moment he got in the jail Stop. that he was in jail. Stop. But Braga's like the in the more <laughs> but the thing is Braga's more in the highly watched he in, area. He was in solitary. That's great. Yeah. Apparently, he's just able to get out and bring dudes with shivs to him because he's bought the jail well, anyway. You, you saw the camera screens go black. <laughs> in all action movies, buddy, the man with the power and money that get arrested, they have the power in prison. All I'm saying is he broke the cop's nose for no reason. He had to get there. He was oh. already there. No, 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 no. Brian was going to go into the normal part of the prison it doesn't matter clearly braga could have gotten to brian either Dude, way brian's plan was airtight can we just move on <laughs> thank you Keith. thank you listen i loved it but like i'm just saying he broke the dude's nose for no reason now he doesn't know that like he thought he was just trying to get closer to braga airtight but, like airtight <laughs> yeah. and i mean he shivved the dude in the thigh and that was fucking cold, stone cold badass. I loved it. I was like, holy shit. Um, no, airtight. I'll, we're moving on. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. We'll, we'll I mean, that's, listen, nothing's more badass than when someone's like, oh, this guy's like a goody two shoes. He's not going to stab me in the thigh with a shiv to then have him stab him in the thigh with a shiv. That's true. Fine, fine. I'll give up. I'll give it up everything. Um, I like the train fights we had, the the chase and the fight we had with uh the train fight. It was it was Corano uh, and Rodriguez, and then uh, Roman. Oh, and the Han, underground, the underground one. Okay, yeah, yeah, dude, that was fucking awesome, especially because Letty kicked Gina Carano's ass. That <laughs> lasted two weeks. Jesus, the, the the fights for the stuff. That is a that is a long fight. I didn't realize that scene was two weeks long. It was two weeks. Oh, and it, uh, Corano and Rodriguez uh, trained for two months. Man, to, I feel bad for Michelle Rodriguez having to spend two months with that cunt. Uh, <laughs> but I like, I like, I just love the scene of Roman and Han trying to fight the guy, and you're gonna see they're getting their asses kicked, and you know, no, you go, no, you go. 
Um, because it's, it's funny because if you go back to Too Fast, Too Furious with Roman, he's, you know, big, tough guy, and he can knock you out with one punch type thing. And now in this one, he just gets his ass handed to. Too fair. He was fighting Sub-Zero, we've now learned. Like, anyone's going to get their ass handed to him. Yeah, if you like, if you commit atrocities, commit atrocities against the Lin Kuei, like they're gonna come and get you, man. <laughs> That's true. That is damn true, brother. I, okay, is it just me, or could I really go for a movie of just Han and Tyrese? Because like, goddamn, their like scenes together were so good. Because like when they go to the place where like they have some of the information on Shaw and they're trying to track it down, and like Tyrese catches on that like Han loves Giselle. And he's like, are you going to give her that bling? Or do you have something else big? And then Han's just like, oh, is that why women around you always have so much bling? Like, God damn, he just shits all over Tyrese. And it's so funny. Uh, I, I, I didn't like that conversation. <laughs> really? really? It, it, it didn't do it for me. I mean, it was, it's not Tyrese's performance. I just thought that it was sort of, I thought it was cringy. It, was, it made me cringe. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was great. I, it. I thought it, it, it was funny. <laughs> I thought everything with Han and uh, Giselle was like borderline perfect to me in this movie. Like this should have been a Han and Giselle movie, if anything. Oh, them traveling around the world, getting yeah, into trouble. <laughs> give, give me more depth there. At least they seem to like actually actually have some sexy in this movie because they actually cared about each other. Yeah, they. That's true. No, but they really forced the chemistry down your throat with all the other couples, but they kind of work. <laughs> they were natural in a way yeah. somehow but so you know with the for the end of the movie you know just Giselle dies however this time around you can you can see the epic foreshadowing the entire movie with her or oh, yeah. with him there well because one if you know the franchise you know Han's gonna die pretty soon so, like, you need to give him a reason to break away from this life. And what other reason would he have to get away from everyone besides the death of the love of his life? Because apparently, again, jumping fucking three stories down to cars, you're fine. Flipping <laughs> 20 billion times in a car that's crashing, you're fine. Flipping billion times and then crashing into a flaming plane, you're fine. But you fall... On a drive, you're dead. <laughs> dead instantly. So me and the producer were talking, and we think she might be alive. She, We don't know yet. You don't think they went to check her body during this whole situation? She just fell? No. She's just still no. sitting on the runway somewhere? Uh, Letty, two movies ago, was put down in the ground, but we don't know who body that was. These, so, pro these producers and writers are pretty fucking cynical. They can do whatever they want. Here's the only <laughs> thing I will say for the Letty bit that I think they used to try and save that whole giant plot hole that I bitched about already. They say how Shaw had connections in the FBI and the CIA. So I think what they are implying is that he had them get a fake body to bury. Yes. Like, yes. that's what they are implying. Mm-hmm. But there's no way someone got a fake Giselle body to give Han at the end of this. I'm not okay, saying there's a fake dead body. I just don't think they went to go grab her. They just because never there found wasn't her. A body. They just like shrugged and were like, "Oh, whatever. She's just dead on that runway somewhere. We'll just leave yeah, her body." She's, she's in the. She's in the. Uh, the the plane remains. Okay, check this shit out. 
So just saying, Giselle is dead, but she comes back. They rebuild her as a faster, stronger. (laughs) That's that's my theory on Letty too. She's like that's not Letty. I, I think I I don't know, but the joke but the joke is we think that she might still be alive because of those facts of Hobbs jumping from one road to another, Vin Diesel shooting himself out of a car to save Letty jumping in the air, and all the superhero eyes. Giselle just falls five ten feet. Granted, they I are think going like a hundred and twenty miles per hour or something. How fast was Rome? How fast was? Toretto going from car to air. Listen, but and then crashing in a car. But we've established that landing on a car is like landing on a pillow. She landed on the road, dude. If she, it, if there had been a car behind her to catch her, she'd be fine. But she hit the road. The it's road like is Mace, lava in Fast and Furious. It's like Mace Windu. He's alive because he fell on pillows. I think she's fine. She landed on grass probably or something. How would We're, it have been on grass, bro? Because the fucking airstrip is 900 miles. <laughs> well, this and movie like, is just too ridiculous. And also, like, fuck it. Why not just have her alive? Like, plot continuity shouldn't be that big of a deal in these I mean, to be fair, movies. that's what they're doing with Han and Nine. We've just yeah, fuck spent, it. Why not? We've just like, spent three movies to get to Han's death in Tokyo Drift as this epic thing. And we're going to get to nine. And they're like, yeah, fuck it. He's still alive. You guys like him too much. He's still there. Yeah. And that's, that's fine. Like sure. Vin Diesel has a brother. Why not? <laughs> we'll get to that. We're talking nah, about nah, six I'm, right I'm, now. I'm already we're talking about, about six. <laughs> we're not going further. But she says in one, what do you do about your only brother? How Are does guys- she not know about John Cena? <laughs> we'll find out when we get to nine. Yeah, we haven't watched nine yet. Okay. Yeah. I already saw it. I don't know about you guys. Oh, fuck <laughs> you. Also, Han fucking suplexes a dude into a plane engine, and that was sick. Wait, was there Love any bad? Ba- was there any badass Dwayne Johnson rock like uh like rock moves re- references? Was- yeah. No, he didn't well, do ish. any wrestling moves. Didn't he rock bottom him through a table? Was that no. not a rock bottom? Nope. No spears. No. He did so. He does mention like um, does uh, he mentions he, walls of Jericho, um, Chris Jericho move as the uh, talking about I, the machines. To be fair, Joe Jericho got that name from something else. That's just not strictly Jericho's thing. That is a biblical thing. Oh, I know that. I'm just saying that I, he, Keith asked for wrestling stuff. There's There's a wrestling, wrestling stuff term. For this? I think the one wrestling thing was the tag team move. What what's Doom that move? That was sick. That was yeah, good, that was that the was, Doomsday that was device to the fucking <laughs> jacked up dude. I guess that's the one wrestling move. Yeah, that Rock really never is. did in his entire career. So as, as as we're moving through this conversation about the movie, something's jumping out at me that like one liners haven't come up yet, and one liners were weak AF in this movie. Yeah, they were. The one mm-hmm. I, I wrote I wrote down one that the Rock said that I kind of liked was that. When the if you want to catch wolves, you need wolves. Let's go hunting. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> so fucking cheesy and not yeah. the best of ways. Yeah. The uh, one of the lines, one of the one-liners. Let me see if I can find it. Um, is at the very end of uh, when uh, they're all at the barbecue at the end. And Roman yells, "Hey Mia, you better hide the baby oil because Roman's walking up." And Hobbs goes, "You better hide that big ass forehead." <laughs> Um, and then we see Ted, we see Ludacris spits it out. Well, that was improvised. 
That was an authentic scene. That was just yeah. like his actual reaction because he wasn't yeah. prepared for it. <laughs> no, That's no, all The funny. Rock's good at is just insulting people. <laughs> yes. Hey, hey, also being a chauvinist. Yeah, just he's just good at like mean banter. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk about the longest airstrip in the world as we get a airplane scene that let me see if i can find how far the uh estimate up the airstrip estimate takes up to 28.83 miles so almost 29 miles of an airstrip oh did someone do the math or something yes (laughs) that's how long it took so Uh, my only argument that like could save it a little bit is i think a lot of the scenes going on are happening simultaneously agreed like stuff in the plane is happening the same time as the stuff out of the plane. They're just showing you them at different sequences. Which <laughs> like I, would, I agree. It would still be like a 10 mile long runway at that point. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's only 10 miles. So it's about 10. Uh, the longest one, the longest paved runway at the time was only 3.42 miles. <laughs> they were remember, on that one. <laughs> it's not like they started at the beginning of the runway. Remember, yeah. they're already chasing down the runway a little bit as a plane lands that they drive onto. They were like halfway done. So like maybe the plane turned around at some point. We didn't see it. Maybe in <laughs> all that, like taxi all to that another came. runway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it made the, the turn. Yeah. It made a turn, you know, just the setup. <laughs> skirt, skirt. <laughs> um, but we get that. And I like, I like it's like the reasoning of that is because of the fact we'll go back a scene and it's the scene where Shaw gets himself basically arrested. And then he pulls the Joker from dark Knight of like, Hey, you know, he got himself arrested like the Joker did in Dark Knight, but he has another reason why to get out. It's like, Dom, I told you earlier in the movie, I'll let you guys go. If not, I'll hurt you. And the way I'm going to do it is that I sent my men to go get your sister. Because your, your, whole, your whole code of honor is family. Well, I don't have a code. so uh... Which in and of <laughs> itself made no sense because Shaw earlier in the movie said he did have a code. <laughs> yeah that's right you like you, you you what does he say like i'm literally the opposite of dom or i recycle my crew members until i succeed yeah he like his code <laughs> his code is to uh he doesn't give a fuck because he yeah. will recycle uh anybody if there's a bad part to his group he'll get rid of them instantly just to find someone new and once they become obsolete get rid of them while also- dom is we're sticking with the same I feel like this is really on Dom and Brian. I feel like after he had said that and the fact that Rock basically told him when he found him instantly and Dom said I wasn't hiding, maybe you should have told Mia and what's-her-name from Brazil to go into hiding because <laughs> these psychopaths are out there. Yeah, that, because that, Dom wasn't hiding. <laughs> you're right. That, that It's on their uh, – it's on uh, – like, uh, No, you should have been hiding. <laughs> yeah, you should have been. At least told them to go somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But we get the uh, – I thought that was a cool shot scene of just him like – it just threw me back to the dark night of him getting, getting himself arrested for a reason, a main, more purpose reason. I know. I mean, it's what ties Shaw into being such a great villain is that he's fucking playing chess and he's, he's five moves ahead. He's evil AF. Yeah. <laughs> also, then why fu- did Brian never connect that when he talked to Braga and like said like 
Shaw's always got a connection. He's always got an in that he didn't connect the one person that hasn't been a part of the group for multiple times. Maybe like question her. <laughs> like the whole Braga scene basically said, Hey, Gina Carano's character is a fucking mole. Maybe fucking take a look at it. And Brian just never made that connection. Airtight. <laughs> I, I can, I'll slightly defend that. And it's because of the fact when he gets back from LA to England, uh, they were already going out to do their next plan, the next uh, thing. So he had didn't have time to think about it. Airtight. I'm leaving it at that because I have other things. <laughs> he should have just come right in and be like, dude, Gina, is. fucking bad. Fuck that bitch. Let's there go do this shit. Also, yeah, they could have. They had this movie right. did not have enough uh, Paul Walker, uh, Vin Diesel interaction. Like, we oh. built the entire Fast and the Furious franchise around the fact that, and they say in the beginning of the movie, you guys are better when you're together. And then we barely got any of them together. Yeah, I got the vibe that there was like, oh, there had to have been like scheduling conflicts. I felt like they were never in the same room together. <laughs> so, like of that reason, during shooting, uh, where is it? Uh, Paul Walker suffered an ACL injury. So they had to film the movie around that so he could heal. Okay. So the fil- the scene involving the plane crash be- uh, uh, began filming uh, like two weeks before it was supposed to. So um, a lot of things got moved around to be uh, in place of the injury. I did like the scene of them going to like the uh, the Bonds shop. Oh, the and, Bond shop was awesome. Yeah. And I, I just like the like the the one liner from Paul Walker's when Vin Diesel beats them all up, and he like switches the uh, open to close. Like, oh, yeah. all right, guys, have a good one. That <laughs> was a great line. That was fucking amazing. <laughs> and like when the guy tried to come in the shop and he just pulled a gun in his face, he's like, I don't think you want to do yeah, that. Not a good time. Paul, again, Paul Walker was great in this movie, and it like part of me is so still confused about that fact that Vin Diesel was bad and Paul Walker was great. It was weird. It blows my mind. What did you guys think of the plane scene besides it being 30 miles long? I mean, if you fucking like ignore that fact and you just take it for what it is, it's fucking amazing. Like it's fucking amazing. It's a great action scene. They're fucking harpooning a plane and trying to keep it down. It's fucking cool. Yeah, there was it. It was it was good because I, I kept on in my head because we just watched five. I kept on comparing it to like the climax in five, and it just it, it didn't do it for me compared to. I mean, spoiler alert, I guess for action sequences, but this one didn't quite do it for me. There was some good like the the shooting the flap idea was pretty cool to keep the plane from to like turn the plane with the harpoon gun. That was pretty sick. I like that. And we got that great scene with Tyrese again where he fucked up his shot and just hit the wing and just goes, you better buckle up. Yeah. yeah. What happened? Buckle up. Buckle up. <laughs> I, I have to say, I like the I like the fact that we they go through all that. They get the car lowered down. They save Mia. And everybody, like, you know, once again, Hobbs jumps from moving plane into a moving vehicle not how physics works, by the way. Not it's not how physics works. It's not physics. It's science. 
And then Letty That's does right. it. Physics is science. No, physics is nope. physics. Physics. <laughs> <laughs> and the Rock catches Letty with one arm to put her in the vehicle, and then you know Toretto stays because he sees Shaw, and uh, the plane goes up in the air, and then Toretto flies through the back of the plane. I like the fact that he lands it. And everyone's like, oh, he did it. But then all of a sudden he eats shit and barrel rolls the vehicle. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool just because of the fact it's that action trope of when someone makes the, you know, goes through an explosion, yeah. he lands it, he's A-OK. But then all of a sudden it's like, nope, he eats shit. Why did he drive out the front of the plane? Why did he just not go out the big open back? <laughs> just wanted to make sure that the, uh, dr- the, the pilots were dead. <laughs> That's right. I, it was very bizarre. Very bizarre to drive through the front of the plane. I don't think he could have. Because then the didn't have like a flap that because um Shaw got ran into a like a wall. So the flap went all the way up. Oh, so I he couldn't get over. Yeah, so, yeah that's that, it definitely makes more sense than to drive through the front of the plane. Yeah. It looked cooler. I mean, but wasn't there a bunch of crates and shit in the way of the car? Like, how did he drive through the front of the plane? He's Dominic Toretto. That is anything fair. is possible. Okay, now that we are in that scene, though, can we talk more about the flying headbutt and how fucking awesome it was and how cackling it was? Like, <laughs> dude, yeah. he fucking jumped like twenty feet and just headbutted that. Like, there was way more headbutts in this movie <laughs> than any other Fast and the Furious. Like, even Brian got in some headbutts. I was watching some interviews before we recorded this morning with the cast, <coughs> excuse me, about this movie. And the, the the interviewer was asking him a drinking game to do with this game, with this movie. And the one of the, I forget, I think it was, might've been whatever the actor's name that plays Shaw was like mentioning, um, like probably Luke headbutts. Evans. Yeah. Luke Evans was like, yeah, probably headbutts. <laughs> That'd be it. Every time there's a headbutt, you take a drink. Dude. Like he was like a goddamn missile. Like he just straight, <laughs> flew in like he could have hit him with the shoulder he could have hit him with a fist no fucking flying headbutt <laughs> yeah. the, when the rock did the doomsday device he le- legit leaped 15 feet up in the air st- at a standstill <laughs> i don't know if gravity helped him up but like all of a sudden like it was Vin a weird Diesel like has the plane the, went up and down really quick helped him get that that extra yeah. oomph like a trampoline it's just like all of a sudden, just like all he's at a standstill and boom. But like all together, that fight sequence was really it was hard to watch because of the action cuts. Like it was just like cutting like every two seconds, like cut, 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 cut. I was like, ow, my brain. Yeah. Ugh. Um, I'm but trying hey, to see if I can. Gina Carano got fucking harpooned out of a plane. That was awesome. Fitting. <laughs> Fitting. And again, um, Joe, this is why Giselle is dead. All these people got thrown out the plane and they're dead. Yep. Airplanes Shaw, are lethal, man. Shaw is dead. <laughs> Gina Carano took a fucking harpoon into her Trump loving gut and she's dead. And I good. I hope she fucking sucks on fucking Shapiro's little pee-pee on her new movie sequences and dies. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Wait, the lawyers told me not to say parody, that. Well, parody. Too late. That's, I already said it. That, that's parody. <laughs> Satire parody. <laughs> hey, at least Gal Gadot went out like a fucking badass. That scene where she Or died, did she? Or did she? But like, that was a badass scene. I'm just like, 
bam, bam, bam. They got it. She, she's got to be dead. Otherwise, that just means nothing. <laughs> That'd be so dumb if she wasn't dead. Like, kind of, I kind of, I kind of like us. I mean, I haven't seen Tokyo Drift yet, but like the idea of Han being dead later, like and then not being dead, all also silly. Like he got. You gotta have, it, well, when we get to meeting. nine, that's when we're talking about it. <laughs> Yo, I mean, we're going to talk about it when now. we get to the next one. <laughs> exactly. When we get to the next one. All right. Keith, any reviews from, uh, is he dead yet? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, no, Roger Paul Ebert. Walker dies for, oh, sorry. Not Paul. <laughs> no, Roger, Roger Ebert died, uh, I think, right around when this movie came out. I'm not saying it's a coincidence. I'm not saying it's not a coincidence. But this, um, the this this person's working for RogerEbert.com, writing for RogerEbert.com, Stephen Boone, gave it two stars. And I'm trying to find a fun passage, but no one can write quite like Roger Ebert does. So I'll just give you kind of the his, the last little the last little sum up sentence here, where it says, uh, "Fast Six is solid entertainment, but it might have been great if it recognized that a human touch is a rare thing." When you have it, there's no need to keep clenching it into a fist. Damn it, that is a great line. That is 100% how I feel. Yeah, there's no, this movie did lack some humanity to me. I agree with Mr. Boone. No soul. Yeah. Someone, I'm trying to see if I can find any cool reviews as well. Like the, like the, uh, or something. Like, yeah, like (laughs) one of those things of, uh, they gave it like five stars, but in reality, they, it's a really bad movie. In it was, mind, it was, or, you know it was I mean? zero stars because there was no shots of Gal Gadot's feet. Yeah. <laughs> One is why why doesn't Gina Carano and Michelle Rodriguez characters know each other if they're both on the same team at one point? Oh, that's pretty easy to say because Gina's just been undercover the whole time. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to see what I can find. Can we uh, say he, that that twist scene was really fucking shitty too? Like the whole like, all right, let's go, honey, scene, and like the clear depth angle of Gina and Letty being in the shot and being like, wouldn't miss it. Like, fuck you, that's a terrible scene. Get get the fuck out of here, Mister Lin. Uh, there's a lot of these reviews being why like the script's meh, acting's meh, um, all that good stuff. Weird. I wouldn't view the acting as met in this movie. I thought the actors were fine. They just weren't really given much to go off of. Joe, I got a I I got a Google winner here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I got I got I got I got one though. I'm Um, sorry to interrupt, but I've got a Google winner here. (laughs) Okay, let me do mine. uh, Joe, go go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, I'll go first. Okay, because mine's a little long. Uh, killing someone in in a movie at the end of no mention of uh, killing someone in the movie at the end and no one mentions that while barbecuing is wrong. Thanks God for bringing Letty home and nothing for Giselle dying. I am only giving one uh, star just that ma- oh, wait giving one start just that made me mad. What kind of family are they? That the biggest goof you can do in, uh, on such a movie. Think about it. They went to save Mia and get Letty. A member of the family died trying to do that, but no one cared afterwards. Really, in real life, I would be so mad and maybe turn against them. Hope this is not next Fast and Furious where where Han does this. I really enjoyed the movie, but this, <laughs> but this thing at the end made me think how a whole crew could not say anything about it and let air this way. 
I had to make this whole explanation, but short one is you cannot kill a key player like that. I mean, it's not about killing, but it's all about not mentioning. I was praying for her to appear at the end, but no wrong. I'm confused. Do they think that barbecue scene is like the next day? Because like one, (laughs) they clearly at the end of the plane ride deal with the Giselle thing of Mia going over to Han giving him a big hug and being like decimated by it. The man is clearly traumatized by the whole thing is going to Tokyo to get away from it all. What are you going to do? Completely keep rubbing it in Han's face that, Hey, remember when the love of your life died? It's like a month later. And they're like, all right, let's say grace. By the way, this one's for Giselle. (laughs) Pour one out, you know, pour Pour one out. out. Yeah. All right. Keith, what do you got? Weird take. Okay. I don't know how y'all deal with trauma and like death of people you love, but I usually have a barbecue the very next moment. (laughs) (laughs) No. So I've got a a Google review from um, an an individual on Google, Chris Kent uh, Benigno. Ben, Ben, Chris. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No, no. We're going to dox this person. (laughs) (laughs) No, but no, the funny part is, Forget about the name. That doesn't matter. He's got a picture of Joaquin Phoenix's Joker for the for the little yeah. for the little avatar. Usually a bad sign of what we're about to hear. Yeah, but um, this um, this movie this this my this is my favorite movie in Fast and Furious sequel. The theme song it's so great. Awesome. Kind of sums kind of sums it up, you know. <laughs> it was. I mean, yeah. it, it's a great theme. Song. It was a good theme song. So, yeah, so they help uh, kill Shaw, basically, and then they uh, get pardoned by uh, Hobbs. Now they're living back at home because that was the one thing missing. So how, why are they back in the country before they're officially pardoned? Is, is, I don't think, is that how that works? They were confident. I'm going to go yes. <laughs> It also leads to the most awkward scene in any Fast and the Furious movie ever. When they do Vin the Diesel and The side. Rock standing side by side, not oh. looking at each other, just like talking at the air. Like, what the fuck was that? Were they not in the same room? Did they just like see no, each other together? No, they oh. were. That's just how they were awkwardly conversating as human beings. Oh. Damn, that's how people it's, talk. <laughs> it's the masculinity of both guys, you know. The rock is on a sl- on a little slant on the yeah. driveway. I was gonna say it was, it was like really awkward, just height shit. That's like a Tom Cruise I, scene. <laughs> I told you that in Fast Five about yeah. how Rock six four six yeah. five to six foot. So with Vin being so big and muscular, they have to make him look like he's six four too. <laughs> uh, they had to have carpenters rebuild the garage setting. Oh no! <laughs> Why? I just be they just did. Like they just didn't have it anymore. They didn't have the garage anymore, so they had to. Uh, they had to have it be rebuilt. So, I did uh, love the Corona. Like we we already talked about it a little bit, but the Corona being back did make me pop. Yep. <laughs> uh, they they they're getting that money again. That's good. <laughs> Is there anything in this movie that any scenes you didn't like? I know we've talked about the plot points, plot holes, but any scenes. I mean, not like there's nothing that pops out to me. Like, there's nothing that's like just like pure garbage. Yeah. 
The Rock and Vin Diesel talking to each other was pure garbage. That was very No, silly. yeah, you're right. You're right. That seems <laughs> awful. Never okay. thought I could trust a criminal. Never thought I could trust the cops. You know, like what? Like, Again, what? I'm going to divert from something bad and go to something good and that I love the little like tit-a-tat between uh, Dom and uh, Brian the whole time of like what type of car his son should like. Oh, yeah, that was like, cute. The Charger or Skyline, like that was just fucking funny shit the whole time. Here's like, a Toretto. He's gonna like it was kind of cringy, but like it's cringy in that like family way that like I actually yeah. appreciate as a father now. Where I'm like, ah, that's kind of funny, and I appreciate that. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was like dad joke energy. <laughs> um, I I I'll go further on the scene, and I just thought it was weird that we had the scene of Elena, like yeah to uh letty like yeah he's yours now you know i just banged him for a bit and yeah yeah (laughs) asking her to stay was awkwardly cringy like you are you trying to get into like a polygamous thing here dom like what are we doing the man is asking her to stay right now when letty's back that's weird why would she stay (laughs) i don't know and then she's like my cops are the family i'm like oh well you fucking suck then cops suck fuck you (laughs) Hell yeah. <laughs> My brother's an arm, baby. <laughs> God damn. Like the the Rock's cop character, like Hobbs fucking like oh I really hated Hobbs through this movie, and I think it really establishes why I hate the movie Hobbs and Shaw. The Hobbs character sucks. Yeah, he's I, I liked him in this one. He was a little more toned down in a way. Oh, really? Like his whole like interactions with the Gina Carano character the whole time were just kind of awkward. <laughs> Although they did the walk and talk scene again <laughs> with, with Gina and her. they always do the walk and talk. I just, the fucking like, as Keith said, psychopathic shooting out the vending machine. It was weird. That's that's like, that's not a, it, it was, I mean, it was done in humor, but it was really weird. <laughs> yeah. Like he comes across as a like, and especially building off a of five where remember has he just shot someone in cold blood on the middle of the street. Like that's not, he's not a cop. Like everything about what the rock does is a villain. <laughs> yeah. But he's a cop, man. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> mm, that's a pretty big social commentary, but I'm going to let that go. Uh, one more review I found for being a 10 out of 10 on IMDb. It's from March 31st of 2020. Easily is the best Fast and Furious movie. I like the bit with the cars. God damn it. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so, shall we go to our favorite part of the show is the uh, box I office? Hope, I hope it's better than what Fast Five had to go up against. Hey, before we get to this next part, I think the, the listeners should know that on, on the Zoom call right now, Joe's actually waving his American flag oh, with the blue line through it right now, and it's kind of weird. I wish he'd <laughs> stop. I wish he'd put the flag down. <laughs> Joe, is that a Trump you. 2024 sign behind you? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Who knows? You know, Don't want to talk about it, you know, but... <laughs> We're an, ap- we're an apolitical podcast here. <laughs> Joe, just answer me one question. Where were you on January 6th? <laughs> I was, uh, I was, I was visiting some family. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, see, the thing is, I was... Uh, <laughs> Go, I was uh, I was watching Fast and Furious 6. <laughs> oh, <is>. okay. Solid. <laughs> 
Uh, like I said earlier in the show, the budget for this was 160 million. That's the uh, most, right? Yes. Uh, maybe for now. I don't know the future ones. That had, to, uh, that had to be all the tank, right? Like the tank is what drove that up so much. I'm going to go yes. So the uh, gross for this movie domestically in the United States, 238 million. I don't like the fact that they're being reinforced for bad habits. <laughs> mm, well, then internationally, it got 550 million. God damn it, public. Stop reinforcing bad habits. Well, so, when, when was this out? Uh, we'll get to it. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> then worldwide, $788 million. God, So, yeah. Keith, were you going to ask? Were you asking? I was going to say, this, we're in the middle. We're starting to get up into Marvel mania here with the movie theaters. Mm-hmm. So, like, yep. there, there is a Marvel movie at the box office. At yeah, this time, so, this, so we're starting to get into that, like, word. Yeah. We're getting the, the separation of the giant franchises from the smaller movies. We're starting to get that separation here. You say that, but then let me give you the box office, shall I? Yeah. So for the Mar- May 24th of 2013, that weekend, Fast and Furious 6 came out. So let's go to it. Number 10 in its sixth week with 869,000, Oblivion. Tom Cruise movie. What was? Which one was that? It's the one with Morgan Freeman. Like the future, I believe. I saw that movie. There you go. <laughs> I mean, saying the Tom Cruise future movie doesn't help that much. I, I've never saw it, so uh, coming in. This is the one I saw. Is this the one where like he's like there's multiple Tom Cruises? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I've seen that movie. Okay. It's coming okay. in, coming in at number nine in its tenth week with one point two million. The Crudes. Oh, that's the uh, Nick Cage one. Yeah. <laughs> they had they coming, just had like a third or second one? Second. Uh coming in at number eight in its seventh week with one point two million and change, forty-two. Oh, the Jackie Robinson movie. Yeah. yeah. That is uh, a young um Mr. Boseman. Yep. Coming in at number seven in its fifth week with one point nine million mud. It's a Matthew McConaughey movie. I was looking. Oh, up. okay. It's like he's on an island or some shit. I th- I think so. Coming in at number six in its third week with thirteen million, The Great Gatsby. Wow, that I don't think I've a- ever actually fully watched. Like I love the book, but like I don't know if I've ever watched the Leo movie completely. I've never watched it. I think I watched like it on the- a plane. There's a good Fergie song in there, I believe. So I don't well, know. I remember the soundtrack was a big deal. Yeah. Because I think Beyonce helped it or something. God damn, Mud is a 97% on Rotten Tomato. Good for you, uh Mud. Coming in at number <laughs> coming in at number five in its fourth week with 19 million Iron Man 3. Oh yeah. Uh, wow, it still made that much that far for like arguably one of the worst Marvel movies. Coming in at number four in its first week with 33 million. Epic. It's like a. It's a. It's a. Like, the kids it's movie. A kids movie. Yeah. Is that the Rihanna one? Maybe. I don't know. All right. So the final three here. Big three. Coming in at number three in its second week with 37 million. Star Trek Into the Darkness. 
Wow. Uh, nice. Is that, the, is that the second one? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Coming in at number two in its first week with 41 million, Hangover 3. Gross. Oh, God. And then number one in its first week with $97 million, Fast and the Furious 6. God damn, people were going to see some goddamn movies during this time. Holy shit. Wow. Also, ticket prices have gone up a lot, so. <laughs> uh, the, Can I just say I've never watched Hangover 3 in its entirety? Like, I couldn't I get through it. It was it so double. bad. <laughs> Very bad. So, out of the top five movies, uh, a combined $227 million that's for a, all five. That's a good weekend. Um, but the movie industry's dying, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Fast and Furious 6 got $38 million on Friday night alone. So, it beat <laughs> its number three. For the whole weekend on night one. I think we'll keep talking about it as we're leading up to it. It's going to be interesting what nine is going to do. Yeah. Like in our real world, things are going to start opening back up. This is going to be the first like tent pole franchise mm-hmm. to like get a like pretty big opening. Like this thing mm-hmm. could do some like crazy numbers. Yeah. Uh, the ratings for this movie. Uh, IMDb gave this movie a 7.0. Ron Tomato gave this, all critics gave this a 70. Uh, Top critics, 70. And then the audience gave it an 84. Wow. I have a hard time arguing that. I think one of the problems with the way we're watching these movies is doing it in sequence is we are having it go right up against not just the best movie in this franchise, but what is arguably just a great movie in fast five, like fast five, wasn't just a good fast and the furious movie. It was just a purely good movie. Mm -hmm. I think it's, I think it's really like tinting my view of fast and the furious six. And I can see that audience score because I'll, I'll bet I like this when I saw it in theaters. Like if I was just going to, a, if it was like a hot day in summer and I was going to go watch some like dumbass action movie inside of a dark, cool room and like eat popcorn and shit, like I probably would have enjoyed it. So oh, yeah. Like, uh, I, I, I know. I think we enjoyed it when we left. Mm-hmm. But it, like what Rick said, it's kind of hard to be like, you know, I'm doing. We just watched Fast Five, which is a fantastic movie by itself, that it could be a standstill movie by itself. I mean, it's the highest rated Star Glazer movie for the fake movie yeah. experts. Yeah, thank, thanks, Joe. No problem. <laughs> hey. So let's go to that Star Glazer before we do our rankings. And uh, we gave, what was the uh, rundown for the movies, Rick? All right. This is getting long. We have now officially hit our longest running franchise so far and probably will always be that because we're never going to do like because as we've talked about, if we do go into Marvel movies, we're doing them segmented like we'd only do Cap or we'd nope, only do all Avengers. 25 at once. No, nope, not doing that. Not spending <laughs> an entire half a year on one franchise. We're doing double on that, that week. Again. <laughs> <laughs> so we're definitely this will probably forever stand as the longest franchise we watch in one sitting ish um so we've hit that point now with six as this is the fifth movie uh fast and the furious came in at a three too fast too furious was a 2.1 
Fast and Furious was a 1.3. Fast Five, the highest rated Starglazer was 4.6. So now, boys, Fast and the Furious 6. Joe, what do you give Fast and the Furious 6? Hmm. What did I give uh, five? You gave five a five. Five. Okay. I'll give, for me, I'll give Fast Six three and a half. I enjoyed it. Keith? Okay, I did not enjoy it. This movie committed the biggest action movie sin to me, and it bored me at too many moments. And it was, wasn't fun to look at. There was only one butt shot. It was a pretty unhorny movie. <laughs> so I'm going to give it... Um, one and th- one and three quarters. Oh wow! Wow. Ah, <laughs> uh, so it comes down to me. I'm definitely not as high on it as Joe. I'm definitely not as quite as low on it as Keith. <laughs> Keith's too real, you know. I'm trying to. I'm. I'm just trying to fuck he, that average up. <laughs> he doesn't have the love of Fast and Furious. I can tell. Uh, what are they called? I'm. I'm. I'm meta bombing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the action helped carry a lot of the empty like character development we got through this movie. I enjoyed a lot of the Han Giselle stuff way more than Keith did. Apparently like they, to me carried a lot of this movie. So I came in at a three, which gives fast and the furious six, a 2.8 on the star glazer ranking. Unbelievable Keith. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, this movie is weird because it's like, I mean, it's a, better film probably because two and four i think we pretty well established are kind of the shitty ones yeah. so far yeah and like i think this one's probably better than those but i just like i had more fun watching those movies than watching well, this Keith, one. well you rated a full star ahead of fast and furious and then a full uh three quarter stars worse than two fast two furious wow well Keith, thanks for that segue since we're going to do our ranking now like we are, we're ranking them: crews, villains, cars, action set, heists, and overall movie. So you know, as we go off, into each one, can you give me a rundown of where of, we're at at this of point? Of course, of course, I will always do that. So we're gonna start off with crews. Uh, we have five, one, two, and four. Because four, one, we said they weren't family then. So <laughs> where do we put basically the same crew? family minus two all right i'm gonna be very i'm gonna rank this below even one like even though it's the same crew from five we didn't get the interaction we got from five and it it hurt it like and not having like don elmar and the other guy there like to me hurt it like they were a big part of it and for them to just not be there kind of sucked so i'm gonna go below one for me Okay, so Keith, I was debating there. I was debating going below even two on this one, but two didn't have much of a crew in it. So I'm gonna be in the I'm, I'm gonna be in the crew club there with with Ulrich. I'm so, gonna, all right. So that means you were just gonna put it below two because there's no Suki. Yeah, okay. there's no I, there's no Suki's no, notepad. So <laughs> Suki's, Suki's notepad wasn't in this movie. <laughs> So that means our the ranking for the crews would be five, one, six, two, four. Where would now, you have put it, Joe? I I would have probably done the same. Okay. Uh, we're gonna go villains now, as the villains list goes Reyes from of 
five, Johnny Tran of one, Braga and Phoenix from four, and Carter from two. Where does Owen Shaw land on the list? Is he above Reyes, the drug lord in Brazil? I went first last time, Keith. You go first. Okay, okay. I'm going to go... Um, uh, I'm down with Shaw. I'm going to go um, just under five. Oh, you're putting him under five. So he's... He, for right now on the list, should be two for you. So you're going... Reyes and then yes. Shaw. Shaw. Yes. Okay. See, so I'm going to go opposite. Shaw to me is the better villain. Like this dude is a stone cold psychopath, murders people indiscriminately, including just tr- people just out for a normal drive on the freeway, and he just <laughs> brutally murders them with a fucking tank. <laughs> Squishes them. Uh, so I go Shaw and then Reyes. Okay, so that means it's up to me and. I actually liked Shaw more because he was more hands-on in this. Yeah. He did have his goons, but he was also more hands-on. Plus, I liked the fact he pulled a joker and got himself arrested just to prove a point to get himself uh, (laughs) released in front of all the heroes of the movie. So, guys, let's go to cars as uh, we have four, five, one, and two in that order. So where do you put these cars at? Hey, the, the 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 real villain here is uh, Gina Carano's Twitter account. Oh, <laughs> this God. is true. I, I, I'll agree with that. So uh, Gina Carano's Twitter account, number one. Got it. What was the rankings again, Joe? Uh, four, five, one, and two. I think I'm going to put ca- the cars in this one are the best one. Just because you got that sweet flipper car. Um, I loved all the American muscle cars that Dom was working on or drove and that they wrecked like all of them. Uh, I lean that one just because I thought like the cool cars in this for like the extra aesthetic. I forgot uh, one of the scenes I liked was the uh, when Ludacris goes by in all the cars and the guy's just like, you're not flashy enough to be a rapper. You're yeah. muscle bound. Probably a- <laughs> a player that guy was a racist prick yes yeah. you're not a baller so you put this at one keith where do you put it okay so right right now it's sitting i'm i think this is the uh, below five because there's not enough car porn in it like the four had a lot of car porn five had the introduction of the like the crazy vehicles like they're starting to do like crazy mad max shit and uh, this this one, it was I did enjoy the Vin Diesel like Joe Dirt ass spoiler car, like I forget what whatever kind of car that was. There were some cool muscle cars in this one, but the the cars didn't get enough like airtime, in my opinion. I can see that. Um, for me, four had all the good cars. Five, decent. For me. I have to put it above five because five stuck with the black cars, uh, like their normal speeders. And then they got cop cars. And then we, we had the one car that they raced for that they got, but we didn't see the race. So I would put it above five. So with that two against one. So now it would be four, six, five, one, and two for cars. 
Right on. So let's do action sets or so action scenes. We have five, one, four, two. Uh, the action scenes we have are the Liverpool attack, as we're going to call it. That's not uh, what we're calling it. Chasing the chasing saw, uh, Shaw. Um, Shaw using his car to ram other cars. We have the shootout train fight. Uh, the Braga prison fight. Dom and Letty street race. The highway scene, stealing the last microchip, and then that involves a tank, and then the long airstrip. Go ahead, Keith. You go first on this. So one. We're, we're ranking action scenes within the movie currently. Yes, no, combined. Well, no, we're ranking like which which movie had the best action. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, this one's kind of easy for me. It's uh, that some of the action set pieces were big and cool. I like the tank that like. They're really solidly put together, airtight jailbreakout plan. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all. I'm going to put this one um, just after five. I am going to have to concur with Keith. Um, I think clearly there's far more action in this, but I think they leaned too heavily on the action. Whereas in five, the action felt more authentic. Like there wasn't action scenes where I was like, well, that was kind of ridiculous in five. Like even when they were dragging a fucking like, vault through the city like i kind of bought that way more than a lot of the scenes in six so i'll go with keith i'll go five six in that order okay um and for me i would have it at one just because of all the action the more hand-to-hand combat scenes we had of the train fight the han and roman against sub-zero the prison fight with braga but five there some good ass there's some good ass fist fights yeah so we'll go with five six one four and two so for this we have heist for this one so five two four one where would we put this heist even though there really wasn't one yeah there wasn't a heist in this was there no there was an implied heist kind of <laughs> in the background with the chip <laughs> I guess I would have to rank it the the worst then because there wasn't a heist in this movie, was there? There wasn't. The Keith's right with them implying <laughs> that there was a heist just to... It, it's more of a keep-away game. That's what they wanted to do in this game movie. They were doing like the anti-heist. Like, I mean, maybe yeah. that's another reason I don't really like this movie. Instead of being <laughs> heist-driven, it's anti-heist. They're trying to prevent a heist. God, I almost want to lower my star rating now because I didn't even realize that. They're in a movies that have been so pro heist. They're anti heist. Yeah, we gotta we gotta wipe a little glaze off those stars. Hot dot dot no. <laughs> Keith. Yeah. Uh, I mean the heist in Fast and Furious One was better. Those DVD players were really important to get a hold of. Yeah. I do like that they mentioned that in this movie, yeah. by the way. That he kind of calls him out as going from like some two bit dude in LA stealing DVD players to stealing yeah. $100 million. I liked uh-huh. that line from Sean. Yeah. So the note now the ranking for the heist would be five, two, four, one, and six because it didn't have one. Yeah. So, guys, overall movie, we have five, one, two, and four. Where does Fast and the Furious six? fall into this line i for me i would just say it's not above five no five's still number one five 
Like if we're going, because we have to go off of that list. Yep. I'm going to put this even below one. I would go five, one, six, two, four. Like it just, if I had to pick, I would find rewatching one more enjoyable than six. Keith? Um, yeah, on the rewatchability scale, this one does really bad. So I'm putting it below two. Oh, wow. <laughs> I like I liked two more. It was sillier. <laughs> it was brighter. It was prettier colors. And a Suki. Yeah, um, and Suki's notebook. Jeez, <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's uh, <laughs> I'm not going to low as Keith. I just gotta think. Well, it don't matter to me. I'll put it if I say it's above one, it's still gonna go above uh it's two. Still so go, still yeah. gonna go below one. <laughs> The yeah, group consensus so, seems to be five one six. That seems it would be, be five one six. Yeah. Five one six two four for this. Four four four. You're you're just you are the bottom of the barrel. Well, we'll find out. But for rather when we do our next movie. But first, the mid credit scene. Keith, did you watch it? Wait, hold on. There was a mid credit scene. God damn it! <laughs> damn it. <laughs> so it. So I by that I don't think you're kidding. So should we not spoil it? Because I mean, it's just a straight connection. Should we just talk about it when we do Tokyo Drift? Yeah, you know what? You're right. Let's talk about it when we do Tokyo Drift. Because our next, the big spoiler, Keith, is it's a it's a direct connection to Tokyo Drift. Yes. Okay. Is there drifting? Yes. Actually, yes. (laughs) Yes, there is. (laughs) So the mid credit scene we will not talk about until our next movie, which will be Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. We'll see if I can just derail that section also in the next episode. (laughs) We're basically going back in time because this came out in 2006. Jesus. But we're not going back in time, Joe, because we're still chronologically in the correct time. Yes. As this would be Justin Lin's first Fast and Furious movie that he directed. Is there any technological continuity problems? Is there like flip phones that we're. I was actually just thinking about that. (laughs) Yes, There there is. But there isn't really because yeah. we didn't really see them having like big technology bumps in these movies. Like we don't really see them having super fancy phones yet at this point. They're like 2013 model cars. <laughs> we'll find out, you know. <laughs> I actually don't think like somehow they get away with it for the most part. Clever. Weird. Because we'll I was just out. thinking about that. Yeah. So next week. On Fake Movie Experts, we will be doing Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. I swear to you, God, if we rank that lower than four, I'm going to murder both of you. Plan on it. As you can go to <laughs> nosoentertainment.com. <laughs> That's right, nosoentertainment.com. If you couldn't listen to us live, go there to listen to the recap of what we just talked about. You can also go to nosoentertainment.com to find all of our other podcasts. You can go to follow us on any social media website. Give us a thumbs up. I like all that good stuff. And like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcast. Dude, we're back to rappers in the movie. Come on, Bow Wow. <laughs>